Let's get your book published, sharing the truth while giving you tips, tricks, and secrets about the publishing industry with your host, Nicole Gabriel. Hey guys, Nicole Gabriel here. I hope you're doing well and staying balanced in these strange times we're living in. We've all had to make many adjustments in how we live and do business with all the changes happening in the workplace and at home. Personally, I find this to be a time of great transformation. Every fiber in our world that isn't standing on truth seems to be crumbling all around us. Of course, if you've listened to any of my podcasts on truth, it's something that runs deep in my veins to discuss and disclose. It seems I can't stop myself from discerning intention, integrity, and ripping the mask off deception, censorship, and trickery. The fluctuations in the publishing industry have certainly been interesting to watch, as it's been my opinion that so much of what occurs here has deceived us for many years. Often I can't stop myself when I've found those places where the system takes advantage of unassuming dreamers, creators, and those working hard to manifest their dreams, often at their own expense. I've been told that truth is subjective, but there are some truths that are undeniably true. I had a conversation with a friend that if the shirt is blue, call it blue. She sent me some psychedelic blue and asked if this was still blue. At its core, yes, it is blue, but it had a montage of other colors. So in effect, perhaps it really wasn't blue. But here is where intention or intent comes in. If I want to write and publish a book, there are also many variations and ways that I can skin a cat, as they say. I'm a pretty practical person and I like to know a topic well and then find ways to get to the finish line in the most streamlined way. I love this quote by Einstein. Make everything as simple as possible, but not simpler. But Einstein also said one of my favorite quotes. If you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. So when it comes to using a literary agent, the topic of today's discussion, for some, this could be the right approach, but for most, this is going to be overkill. It's most certainly not an inexpensive way to go about getting to an end point. After all, the end point is our goal here, the book. How we all get there may vary in its approach. And currently, there are a lot of very hungry people out there that are willing to sell unassuming authors on whatever system or approach they can to make a buck. And quite honestly, if there's one thing that keeps me up at night, this is it. We all know that there are certain industries that are generally booming or busting depending on the economy. I would say that book publishing might be one of those industries you'd expect was booming during positive economic times and busting when essential needs must be met first. But this is a unique time that doesn't seem to fit the mold either way. People are still working, but many working from home. 
And many have more time to do the things we've always wanted to do. We don't have the drive time of the morning or evening commute, and we might also have more available time with lunch in our home office. So many of us have had time to sit and write and to research the best way to go about writing a book, identifying the best outfit to use for all the publishing efforts. And at the same time, there are publishing companies, literary agents, editors, designers, and the like that also now have more free time as well to bust out of the system that they've been confined into to now promote their skill set to help would-be authors in the pursuit of writing and publishing a book. Every time I turn around, there is someone else out there popping up from nowhere, showcasing their ability to help authors fulfill their dream of writing and publishing a book. Interestingly, very few of these so-called publishing coaches or coaching systems are coaching clients as an author themselves. It's a bit strange to me that anyone who is not an author is coaching someone to do something they have never done themselves. Wouldn't this liken to the overweight ice cream eating guy behind his laptop doing web training to help you run a marathon? It is very typical that many of the higher level executives you might think you'd work with in these mega systems are in fact figureheads. And when you actually commit to working with the company they represent, they turn you over to a junior coordinator or editor or some other lower level employee that reads you a script and guides you through the steps to becoming an author. A pretty typical setup with these larger groups is to have a higher level of partners or senior VPs that make the big bucks and call the shots. These are the folks that look at industry norms and how incoming authors might fit into or stand out from what is trending in the industry, politics, or headliner news. These folks are kind of the popularity contest judges that might identify where your book fits in should you choose to work with them. Then you might see VPs that likely have the initial client interaction with potential new authors. They'll typically be divided up based on genre or topics. I might call them the impressors, making you believe you have a worthwhile project if you have the funds to back it up or kindly turning you away if you're unable to fund your project or in fact, it's just a bad book altogether. And next up, we might find agents. These are the folks that will be in contact with more of the day-to-day -day ongoings with the publishing houses, and they're likely to work with you once you've made it through the system and completed your book. These agents are likely to earn around fifty dollars to $60,000 a year. Agents will make a commission. Their average is about 15%. If their author lands an advance from a publisher for the sale of their book. So if you get a $10,000 advance from the sale of your book, your agent would earn $1,500. Of course, there's no guarantee you will sell enough books to pay that advance. So you might get stuck having to repay it out of your own pocket. Like in all larger organizations, you are paying for all employees when you invest into one of these systems. 
There are operations folks, rights managers, attorneys, affiliates, and then there's the general cost for the overhead in the bricks and mortar business. It seems that on the surface, it's pretty glam to work with one of these outfits. But a higher dollar investment doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get the big return or achieve fortune and fame. You can easily get upside down here, especially if they don't allocate a marketing budget to get your book off the ground, which they often don't. And much of the time they invest in authors with strong platforms that can give them a good return on their investment. What is often forgotten is that when it comes right down to it, you are selling a product. If your product doesn't have legs, you have a risky investment. So what do I mean by legs? They want to know that they can get you out there marketing and selling your book by either adding it to the thing that you're already doing and or you are available for scheduled book signings and events. If you've already worked hard, they are happy to piggyback on what you've already done, the legwork to build. And if they think you're able to give them more bang for the buck, they might even sign you up on a two book deal. They'll give you an advance if you write another book. They might do this if they see potential in you to make sales or if you already have a large audience and they think they can move volumes of books or generate additional income by blowing out your platform or message. I was contacted recently by yet another hopeful author that was buying into the idea of working with one of these larger-than-life literary agents. The agent was suggesting he invest in a ghostwriter because his content was light, and they were going to manipulate his manuscript to fit an agenda that may or may not have fit his own. These large systems have large staff, and that means large salaries have to be paid. Therefore, he was given very large figures to begin the relationship. 20000 for an initial investment for ghostwriting, another 10000 to get started, and some other large number for some other aspect of the project. I lost track. Of course, there was nothing known about whether or not he had an advertising budget to help him actually sell books. If you've been in the industry long enough, you know that all the steps are doable. But the stumbling block is often after the book is written. How do I market and sell it? If you've never written a book before, you just don't know what you don't know. And one of these systems might seem to buy you a certain level of confidence. Of course, most of the fluff in these systems isn't needed and is highly overpriced. But if you have the ability to buy in, you'll likely be sold by the allure of fortune and fame. Or at the very least, feel like no stone will go unturned with the guidance of a professional team at your side. For someone like me that's seen these systems take advantage of the unassuming new author, it's kind of like walking on eggshells to explain the pitfalls to someone new to the industry. I know what I'm being compared against as a small operation. If you have the financial means to buy into one of these systems, you might be led to believe you were making the best choice, work with a big outfit, and the assumed professionalism that comes with it, or work with a small business that might presumably not have the legs or flashy appearance you think is required for the kind of success you desire. 
You know that movie with Jack Nicholson, A Few Good Men? There's a line in the movie that plays through my head where his character, as Colonel Jessup says, you can't handle the truth. He goes on to say, I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. And you have the luxury of not knowing what I know. It's a pretty epic scene in the movie. But for me, this scene says so much about the book publishing industry. When he says at the end, you don't want the truth. It's honestly a conversation I have with myself often as I approach my day. I think to myself, if I lied and I told people I would make them a bestseller or that Oprah would call, I might close more deals. I might make a greater income and publish more books. We all want to know we got a fair shot. We did the right thing to promote our book. We want to know if we bothered to do it, we didn't leave a stone unturned in sharing our message. We want a return on our investment. We want some kind of guarantee. But as I said in numerous podcast episodes, it's highly unlikely a self-published author will be acknowledged in the same light as a book coming off the presses and geared toward a global bestseller. You see, there is just far more that goes into it. It has to be backed financially. It has to fit a narrative and slide into enhancing an agenda. And honestly, you kind of have to agree to sell your soul to make this happen. If a bestseller book is that important to you, then by all means, go with the guy that gives you the false promises and see what he can do. But if you want to keep your soul and authentically showcase your message, then stick to your truth. If you have the means, I know, why would you go with a small outfit or an individual when you can afford the best of the best? But to someone that knows the industry like me, I can tell you that it's overkill. You might be in some 30 to 50,000 before you blink your eyes, and you could easily end up spending 100,000 with ghostwriting alone. I'll refer you over to my podcast, to episode number 64 on ghostwriting the ghostwriter to learn about the pitfalls of working with a ghostwriter. But basically, in a nutshell, it's expensive and it doesn't save you time. As I've repeated on numerous occasions, the real trick in all writing is aligning with your why. I preach it over and over on my platform. But when you know your why, then you have written purposeful content and no ghostwriter could ever benefit you by backfilling in content because it simply won't align with your agenda. There is no soul in the duplicate. What's in your soul is your why. This is the reason you're writing in the first place. No literary agent or VP that's trying to fit a collective narrative is ever going to align you better with the personal or business reason behind your initiative. The publishing industry will always want to make your book a profit center because it's what they do. But to make the book a profit center, it either has to be sold in mass quantities or you have to do some legwork to create the audience. If you're smart, you'll identify this quickly and ask yourself, but why wouldn't I do all that work for myself and keep the profits? You might look at this a bit like the largest argument in politics between parties, the idea of the entrepreneur versus the system. Do you want to take care of yourself or have the system supplement you by conforming to the collective? 
I do believe this is a choice, but many self-published authors like the freedom to express themselves, the freedom to be an authorpreneur, the freedom to blow out and expand their thinking, and the idea of using a book to build the platform. After all, a book is the greatest marketing tool to enhance your voice and build your business. But some want to conform to the collective, to fit in, to color in the lines, push to stand out as an overachiever amongst their peers, and risk self-identity. One of the greatest challenges you will be unaware of when you use one of these large publishing houses or agents is the freedom of buying your own book. Sounds strange, I know, but let me explain. You'll not likely know to negotiate in that you personally receive a certain number of copies of your own book. You will therefore get stuck in the end having to buy your own copies to gift to family, friends, and coworkers. You essentially lose the rights to your own book. If your book is pivotal to enhancing your platform and you plan to gift it to prospective new clients, then the cost of business just went up. It can be a standard practice that with all new proposals for business, you wish to send a copy of your book with an agreement. It's like a glorified business card. Rather than gifting a card that gets tossed in a drawer, the gift of a book will gain respect be appreciated as a gift, and stand out amongst your competitors in any bid for new business. With a book, you suddenly become an expert of your topic, so making it part of the new client engagement process is smart, but perhaps more costly when you haven't negotiated a good deal on printing, distribution, or the like. As a new author, you won't know any of this until you've been through the system, and if you never plan to write another book, you may never go through the system again. So when you think you're getting access to a fancy, expensive system or buying into an arrangement with an agent or publishing house, you just won't know that the cost of doing business may have just gone up when you have to buy your own books. These are a few random thoughts I wanted to share with you. There are so many more directions I could go here. We'll save that for another show. There's truly nothing that makes me more sad about this industry than the idea that innocent people are being taken advantage of with false promises of fortune and fame, putting out large investments, repaying hefty, non-returnable advances, or buying in with non-existent marketing budgets to help books sell. And I haven't even gotten into the consumable time taken with no real rush to market, and lost author voices in rewritten manuscripts. The greatest advantage in working with a smaller system is individualized attention, a focused initiative on getting the manuscript completed in a way that serves the author beyond the book, and it's a long-term gift. When written correctly, the content is leverageable for every single thing you do, Podcasts, workshops, teaching, training, social media, and other videos as well as marketing. What you do in your day-to-day may not be the thing that is saleable in the collective narrative or agenda of the publishing house or agent you work with, 
but there is no doubt it is usable content for you in the life of your business every day. Imagine taking all the parts and pieces of your business that are repetitive and capturing them as systems in your book. What if you could shorten your sales cycle, identify yourself as an expert, or leave a legacy for your industry or family because you followed your heart, not because you simply tried to make a bestseller? When you've been through this process a few times and you've watched other authors for as long as I have studying the success stories, you see very quickly that writing and selling a book to become a bestseller is more often than not a waste of time. The best learned knowledge that I can give you is to keep relaying this truth until you break open into the aha and see that aligning a book with your why is the greatest gift you could give yourself. Please do the due diligence of researching literary agents and publishing houses well before you invest too much time and money into a system that will take advantage of your time and money. Consider using a smaller organization with a proven coach that is an author themselves. Consider the topic they have written. Consider their past business experience. Look at their resume and know who you're talking to. If your coach has been selling used cars as their only other career, or they are fresh out of college, and either they have never written a book or they don't have proper business knowledge, then why are you hiring them? It's like going to a divorced or single marriage counselor. You can't get good advice from someone not where you wish to be. It's okay to vet your coach if you're investing in them. Hey, why not ask for the resume? It's not bad form if you're seeking advice. Okay, guys, I'm going to close it up here. If you're ready to get started defining your manuscript, laying out the content, building a good business model and strategic approach for your book, I'd be happy to work with you as a coach. But I'm also a book designer and an author with many years of experience in this industry, but also many years of experience in brand management, marketing, advertising, sales and design. I've worked in many different industries and I know God aligned me to be the perfect I'll say mentor for many disciplines so that I have the ability to leverage a wide skill set and knowledge base to get you going on your book project. There are all kinds of podcast episodes, downloads, and other materials like my online book publishing program that can be found over on my website. I've also just built a few new pages in my design links, listing out client testimonials, showcasing authors and their book covers, and much more. I look forward to working with you when you're ready. For now, I'm going to wish you peace, love, and light. Check out our online book publishing program, join our email list, or earn a great income by signing up for our affiliate referral program over on our Let's Get Your Book Published.com page.